The Lord is on the move this morning. Come on, all of you that didn't go to the air show, get ready. Get ready today. Come on, aren't y'all thankful that God is here, He's on the move, that we can trust Him, that we can trust the Lord, that He's faithful in every moment. Well, if we haven't had a chance to meet yet, my name is Robert Bass. I get the honor to be the location pastor here at Orange Park. So thankful for y'all coming out today. We're in a series uh, this month called Believe Again. We've been in a series where we've been stirring our faith as a church to believe that all things are possible through God. And so I'm so thankful to be able to share with you today. I just want to honor our lead pastor, Pastor Tim Timberlake. Such an honor to be able to share with y'all that he trusts uh, me and my family to lead and steward this location. And so I stand up here today uh, not as a man who knows everything, but as someone who loves God and loves others. And I'm here to share with you on that account today. So that's so thankful for Pastor Tim. If you haven't gone back to listen to our previous messages on this subject, uh, you can go do that by going to our Facebook page or even Spotify to listen in uh, to our series here today. But I'm going to be reading in Acts chapter 1. So if you have your Bible, you can go ahead and turn to Acts chapter 1. I'm going to start in verse 6. Acts chapter 1. Verse 6. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, this is Jesus, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Titled today's message, In Powered. Because when the Holy Spirit is with us, he gives us power. But what does he give us power for? What is, our, what is the grace and strength and power and hope that we have in Jesus? What is this for? We're going to talk about that today. So let's pray. Lord, we love you. God, we just thank you for all that you've done so far. Lord, we worship you today. God, you're so good. You're so faithful. God, we pray that your word would come alive to us today. God, that these words would just jump off these pages. God, that your Holy Spirit would speak to each and every person here today. God, we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So Acts chapter 1. If you've never read the book of Acts before, it's a really good uh, book. It's written by Luke. So the same guy who wrote the book of Luke, uh, many people believe, wrote Acts. And, you know, a lot of this book is talking about what Jesus did, the acts of Jesus, and the acts of the Holy Spirit through people. So some people will call the book of Acts the Acts of the Disciples. But when you see it, it's the act of the Holy Spirit moving through people then. And we can be encouraged for that even now. So it's amazing when we see in, in this, Jesus says, It's not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. I want to free some of us up this morning. 
It's so easy to get focused on, God, what are you doing? You ever felt that way? You, you pray to God and you're like, God, help me understand what's happening in this crazy world that we live in. We, we look to the book of Revelation. I love the book of Revelation, but you can get stuck in the book of Revelation trying to figure out all these end time things when God's asking you to put your hope in him, okay? So for some of you in here, I just want you to be freed up today when God's not asking you to figure everything out. It's not your job is to figure out, God, why is this happening? Why is this, why, why, why? God's saying, I need you to trust me in this season. So the point when we look is to trust in his power, not mine, not yours. To trust in his wisdom, what he can do, and not our own. I want you to flip over to Acts chapter 2, verse 42. I want to read this to you. This is what life living with the Holy Spirit, empowered by the Holy Spirit, kind of looks like. It sets us up a little bit. Acts 42, Acts chapter 2, verse 42, says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles, teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Right? That's pretty important. You know, we should be receiving the word. We should be together uh, in fellowship with one another. Come on, we should be praying in church. Right. We, we shouldn't watch other people pray on the stage. We shouldn't watch other people worship. We should be worshiping and praying together. This is talking about everybody here. Verse 43, And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. This is amazing. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and giving them and all, distributing all the proceeds to all as everyone had a need. And day by day, attending the temple together, breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who are being saved. That's a powerful few verses right there. Like that is encouraging. When I read that, I'm like, man, wow, how amazing is it that when we come together, that when we become unified as a church, the, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can have hope. Now, I want you to understand if you've read the book of Acts, like Jesus promised the Holy Spirit, and by this point, the Holy Spirit had already come. You can read that through chapter 1 in Acts. So here we are in Acts chapter 2, and Luke's kind of letting us know, hey, this is what should be happening in your life. Your life should be transformed through the power of the Holy Spirit. When God's presence is with you, when you're aware of his presence, it should transform your life. Your life should look different. It should feel different. Your life should be different than so many people around you. You know, we get stuck into this mentality of trying to fit in. God's actually called us, you, to make a difference, to be the light in the world. Therefore, you're going to stand out. I know that can be difficult for some of us, right? We like to be liked. We want other people to like us. It's a natural human thing. It's okay. There's nothing bad with that. But we can compromise. 
God doesn't want you to compromise. He's actually giving you power to make a difference in people's lives. To take what he's given you and to help change a situation. You can't change a situation if you're like the situation. You're meant to make a difference. You know, a lot of times in life we see setbacks, we see disappointments, we see things that don't go the way we think that they should go. And it's easy to take that and say, God, why? Again, it's that why question. God, why does this happen? Why, did, why am I moving backwards? Why am I going this way in my life? But if we can begin to shift our focus to, okay, God, just let me see you in this moment. God, show me where you are. He's always with us. This is how much God loves us. He gives us his Holy Spirit to be with us. This is how much God loves us. It's so beautiful. He's like, I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. I'm going to give you my spirit to be with you each and every moment. But we have to be aware. We have to be aware of his presence. So for me, the first step is to acknowledge that God is with you in the moment. This isn't even one of my points. It's just coming out. You have to acknowledge that God is with you. But if you're more focused on how you feel about it or how it's affecting you, then you're going to miss God. I saw this post yesterday on Facebook. I don't know who posted it. But they said that, you know, the the trap of the devil is to convince you that you're God. He wants you to think it's all about you. The devil's not trying to get you to worship him. He's trying to get you to worship yourself. If he can get you to worship you, to make life all about you, then you're going to easily miss God. And you'll miss the power and the authority that God has given you to move through you. You know, our life, we're meant to be transparent. And what I mean by that is we're meant to let the light of God shine through us. But if all I see is myself, if, if I walk around focused on only the things that affect me, then I'm going to miss God and miss what he's doing. You know, and, and this is how the enemy begins to get into our life, is the things that we care about become idols, and then he can use that against us. He can use the thing we're hoping and believing for, and we begin to worship that. And it can be good things. Like we can believe for healings, like physical healings. That's a good thing. The Lord wants us to be healed. He wants us to live in freedom. We can believe for those things, but they become an idol. We're so focused on that healing. Man, if I don't get that, then we'll miss God moving through our life today, right now. This week, you have an opportunity to see God's power and authority move through you. So as we just read here, I want to read to you a few things that I believe, this is just a few things. You know, God's spirit, when you follow God, he's going to tell you what to do in a moment, right? And, and hearing the voice of God is, is simple but complicated. <laughs> the reason I say that it's complicated is because we overcomplicate it. Like, it really does take us stop thinking about ourselves to really hear the voice of God. And it's okay. If you, if you feel like you've never heard God's voice before, that's okay. 
There's no shame, condemnation in that. But you can. You can be in tune. He speaks in so many different ways. God is not limited by the way that he speaks. He's really not. I saw a billboard one time that said, if you've been waiting for God to speak, here's your sign. (laughs) He's speaking. He speaks a lot to me when I drive. So some things that should happen in your life when you're being led by the Holy Spirit is you should have a life of generosity. You should be willing to give. If I truly believe God has placed everything in my hand, then I'm willing to give. I I am not limited. Last week we shared some of our uh, legacy initiatives, and and they'll put some of those on, on the screen behind me. But we're believing for God to move in some powerful ways here in Orange Park. And so many of you have given already. And I just want to say thank you. We, we've seen God open up some amazing doors this week. I don't even have time today to tell you about the amazing things that God's been doing already this week. And opening up opportunities for food and, and, and different people talk about miracles in their life. But you can see this list behind me. John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave. Where would we be if God didn't give? He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. I've said this before. Maybe someone's miracle, maybe what they've been believing for is in your hands. Maybe God has gifted you with time, resources, and talents, and someone's believing for the gifts and talents that you have. Someone's miracle could be in your hands. I've shared this with you all before. I used to work on cars for a living. I I fixed cars for eight years. And people ask me all the time, Pastor Robert, can you help me fix my car? And I'm like, only if you can't afford it. No, I'm being serious. Because I will use the gift and talents that God has given me to help bless the kingdom of God. Because he's given me that. What if God has given you gifts and talents that's meant to bless other people in the kingdom of God? You have to be willing to hold your hand open wide. I never understood it when I was a kid. My dad, would, if he saw someone broke down on the side of the road, he would stop all the time. All the time. He would stop and help people who were broken down. And my mom would get mad because all of our, us kids would be in the car. She's like, it's unsafe. You don't know them. But you know what he would say? He's like, if the Lord tells me to stop, I'm going to stop. He'll protect me. But I didn't know this till I was older. My dad was like, I would pray and ask God if I should stop. Every time I would see someone, I would ask. That's the way we're meant to live. God, do you want me to help in this situation? That, that should be our posture. When you see things on this list, you, you shouldn't feel like, oh, I have to do this. No, you should ask, God, do you want me to participate? God, how do you want me to make a difference? You, you could have talents. It's not even financial. You could have talents that could help move the kingdom of God forward, not only here at Celebration, but in other people's lives. Another thing that happens when you're empowered by the Holy Spirit is you grow. We saw in this passage, it said that God added to the church day by day. But what we also saw in this passage was at the very beginning, it said they devoted themselves to teaching. You have to devote yourself. You have to devote yourself into growing. I haven't met anybody yet, maybe you're in this room, 
but I haven't met anybody yet who has seen a ton of success because someone else forced them to. You're going to have to be intentional to grow in every area of your life. Growing takes intentionality. Matthew 28, 18, it says, Jesus said to them, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. So you see a lot in there about teaching, like to, to teach, to draw people in. You have to be willing to be discipled. I tell people, you need three different kinds of people in your life. You need a mentor, someone that's pouring into your life, and you both agree that you're mentors, so online pastors don't count. (laughs) You need someone that's mentoring you. You need a friend. You need someone that can depend on you and that's going to listen to you complain. We really do. And you need someone that you're mentoring. You need someone that you're intentionally pouring out into their life. This is this, how this growth becomes super intentional in our life. Who's pouring into you? What community do you have around you? And who are you pouring into? You need these things in your life. You need them in the body of Christ, and you need them in your community, in your neighborhood, all around. You have to be intentional with growing. One of the ways that we're going to be intentional with growing, I shared this last week, is on November 6th, we're going to go to one service. On November 6th, we're going to go to one service so we can get everybody in this room together and so we can grow together. Y'all, I'm telling you, you're going to come here on November 6th and you're going to see a full room and you're going to see where all these people come from. They're at the other service. You're going to get to see what it's like when the body of Christ comes together, we become united, and we intentionally grow together. So here's what I ask you to do. On November 6th, come in here and meet someone you've never met before. Be intentional. Invite people in. Just introduce your name. Say, hey, my name's so-and-so. Just that one step, and just give God the opportunity. That's all I'm saying. Just give God the opportunity. Just introduce yourself to someone and watch how God works. Another thing that God does uh, in our life when we're in tune with the Holy Spirit is he asks us to go. He asks us to be community-minded. He will ask us to focus on our neighborhood, to focus on our work. Jeremiah 29, 7 says this, But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile, and pray to the Lord on its behalf. Now watch this. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Y'all all know how difficult it is when you got a neighbor that is difficult. God actually wants you to impact your community where you live. And I know it's hard. I know you may have already been in your neighborhood for 10 years and you don't know your neighbors. That's okay. Just start now. Just start now. Just let this be the moment where God is like, I, God's like, I love your neighbors This is one of the things God tells us to do, to love our neighbors as ourselves. So we have to be intentional in this area to go. 
to go out to our community, to know our neighbors. And I know it's hard. It is. But it can be just as easy as knocking on your neighbor's doors and saying, hey, I'm so-and-so. I actually saw one of my neighbors, uh, we, we participated in uh, this community outreach this Saturday where we packed a ton of food. Uh, we, we partnered with churches and communities all over the neighborhood. We actually packed 78,000 meals in two hours. It's a lot of food, y'all. I still smell like cinnamon, <laughs> even though I'm taking a shower. We packed a lot of food in two hours, and I saw my neighbor there. And my neighbor came because his work gave them, like, time off if they would go and serve the community. And I'm like, how amazing is this? That my neighborhood was coming together, community and church intersecting, and I didn't even have anything to do with it. God did. Y'all, God is drawing people to him. He is drawing people to come closer. He wants people to come close. I'm telling you, if, if you just take a step, just take a step and watch God, what God does. I just made a commitment for two hours on that Saturday to come and serve. Yes, it took away from family time. Yes, it took away from me sleeping in. But I had no idea that I would see my neighbor there. It's amazing what God does when we go. I'm going to invite the, the worship team back up. You know, this is a powerful time in our church. When we're asking and we're believing for greater things, the first thing we have to be focused on is what I just said. God, where are you? How are you moving? God, what are you doing in this place? God, how can I be intentional on this? These are just three things that I pointed out. There's many things that God could ask you to do. But I believe that generosity is a fruit of God's presence. To be generous, to give. That God is always asking us to grow. Grow closer to others. To grow, to bring people in the body of Christ. And he's always asking us to go. But here's the problem. I'll acknowledge the problem. Sometimes it's really hard to pour out when we have nothing to give. When we feel like we're empty. When we're tired. When we're exhausted. When we've been believing for something for so long, it's just drained us. So I believe the first thing that we need to do is to receive. Every morning when you wake up, God, just say, God, here I am. Every moment to say, God, I'm here. One of the things that I started doing recently is every time I eat, I don't do work, I don't do other things, I just spend that moment and I say, God, here I am. Sometimes I put on some worship music. Sometimes I listen to a scripture. Sometimes I read. But just taking a moment and say, God, here I am. Speak to me. I give God a moment to speak to me. If you continue to read the book of Acts in Acts 19.2, ask this question. 
Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? The disciples asked this question, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? It was so important to the disciples that people following Jesus, it was so important to them that they knew the Holy Spirit, that they were aware of God's presence. Because you can read in the book of Acts, you can try to do things on behalf of God and God not ask you to do it. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Is your mind focused on the things of God? If not, it's okay. In this moment, this is a moment for you to receive. This is a moment where God wants to pour in to your life. You see, Jesus gave to us first. He sacrificed and paid the price for us. In this moment, it's time for you to receive. I believe God wants to pour into your life. I believe there's things that you're hoping for, believing for. And that God wants to refresh you in this moment. So why don't you stand to your feet with me. We're going to do a few things here. I want an opportunity to pray with us. You know, what we did at the end of worship was sometimes things can be, our focus can be on other things we can't receive. Sometimes we can be afraid of things and it prevents us from receiving. Sometimes we can be so focused on ourselves we can't receive what God has for us. In this moment, I want you to receive. And then I'm going to come back up after this moment. And I'm going to give you some instructions on how you can give, on how you can allow the Holy Spirit to move through your life. So just like we did in worship, if you want to come down to this altar, you can come down to the altar. We're going to spend a moment in worship. If you want to come down here as an act of surrender to just say, God, here I am, you can come down. If you just want to sit in your seat and just open up your hands, you can do that. But I believe the Lord wants to impart something into you. If you want me to pray for you, I'll pray for you. If you feel like you've never received the Holy Spirit and God's stirring in you to be faithful and loyal to Him, come down to this altar and I'll pray with you. But don't miss this moment to receive. I believe the Lord has something for you today. Don't miss this moment. So, Lord, we come to you right now. Lord, we humbly come before you. Lord, we ask that you would pour into our life. God, that you would overflow our life. God, that you would pour into us exactly what you desire to see. God, that your Holy Spirit would fill us of all the fruit of your presence. God, that you would restore joy, that you would restore peace. God, that you would give us patience and self-control. God, that you would allow us to be kind. God, that you would allow generosity to flow through us. God, we pray for your Holy Spirit to fill us. 
in this moment. In Jesus' name.